0: Uh, Hey, we are talking about prayer today, and I want to know just by a show of hands, everybody out there, how many of you here would say you believe in the power of prayer? You believe in the power of prayer. All right, good. That's lots of hands. I'm glad to see that, you lovely church going people. How many people would say you believe in the power of prayer, but you don't pray as much as you should? Or that you, yeah, you would like to pray more. Good. A lot of hands there, a lot of hands here. How many people would say, I try to pray. But I get bored or distracted. Anyone? Oh, good. There's a few. Shot their hands up. How many people here have ever fallen asleep while you're praying? Me too. Absolutely. Boy, I hope God heard, got the end of that because I don't know what I was praying at the end there. Um, How many people here have ever been in a prayer meeting or in a prayer circle, like in a church environment? Have you ever been in those? Yeah, absolutely, right? Um, And have you ever, those can be awkward. How many people have ever had to hold hands in that environment? You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, you ever get in that circle and you either get, the guy next to you is like super grip guy who's got you, and you're like, I get it, you're strong, you're manly, like you let go. Or you end up with dead fish hand guy, have you ever had that where you're like, Come on, bro, give me something. Hold my hand a little or, or whatever. Or the worst is like sweaty hand guy. Have You ever had that? Sweaty hand guy? You're like, oh man, you got to do something about that. By, by the way, no matter what, when you're in a prayer circle, it's hard to know what to do. Like you always got to ask, do I go over or under? You ever do that? Do, are we supposed to start on the top or under? Here's the one thing I can give you though for sure. Never interlocking. Never interlocking. Not in a prayer circle, that's wrong under all occasions, all right? Good for a second date, not so great for prayer, okay. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I, how many people have ever had to pray out loud? Man, a lot of people are nervous about praying out loud in a prayer circle, right? It's tough. People get nervous, and they sometimes they the one thing that I notice is people will say just too much. Have you ever heard people do that? Lord, we just just... Lord, we got a just in, and I know just Lord just, 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 just justification, just, just and they they know, and the other one they do is Father. You ever hear them? They say Father over and over, like Father, Father, Lord, Father, God, Father, we in the name of the Father and Father Spirit, Father God, Father, just, just, Father, just, 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 Father, Father, just. You ever have people do that, and you're like, just finish the prayer, fella, you know? Like, that's what you want to say to them. But we end up, you never talk like that to your friends, right, do you? Do you ever walk up and go, Glenn, 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 ooh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Glenn doesn't want to talk to me anymore. You know what I'm talking about? And the funny thing is about this prayer thing is that we get stuck into it. But have you ever been in a prayer meeting where somebody is talking or they're praying to God, and it doesn't sound like a normal prayer? Like, it sounds like somebody who, like, really knows God. Like, they really know God. They, they, it's like they've been talking to God for years and years and years. It's like they picked up the phone. Do you ever pick up the phone? When, when my wife calls me and I pick up the phone, you know what I say to my wife? I say, hey. You know what I'm talking about with people you know, that you know are calling you, and they are you expecting them to call. They could call at any time. It doesn't matter. You know, and I go, hey, hey, babe, hey. I don't say babe to God. I say, hey. And there's that familiarity that, man, I want that with God. I want to just respond to God like, hey, God, hey, what, what's going on? I know you're, I know you're here. You're always available to me. I came across this verse years ago, and it sort of stuck with me. It's a verse talking about, uh, well, it's out of Exodus, it's it's Moses. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses, how? Oh, come on, people, stick with me. I'm not preaching alone here today. How? Face face. Face to face. As one speaks to what? Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you want? I want that. I want to talk to God like he's just a friend of mine sitting next to me. I'd love to talk to God like he's face to face with me. You see, prayers are not these empty words that are hurled at the sky. They're they're a conversation with God. And, And honestly, it's the most important conversation of our life is this conversation with God. Understanding prayer is one of the most critical things you can understand when you become a believer in Jesus Christ. And if you're feeling distant from God today, it's time to reconnect. And it's time to reconnect through prayer. You know, this Reconnect series that we put together, uh, when we put it together, we were thinking about the pandemic. Through the pandemic, we have become disconnected from some things. We talked about being disconnected in some relationships. Those relationships were taken from us in a lot of ways. We talked last week about being disconnected from our God-given service, the things that we were doing to serve the kingdom, We said, you can't serve that way anymore. And today, some of you may have showed up here today and you're just disconnected from God himself. Like through some of the things that we do on a regular basis, you've lost that intimate connection with God the Father, and you need to reconnect today in relationship to God. And I want to give you some quick truths, and then I want to give you some very practical steps as to how to do that. So I'm going to preach fast. Are you guys ready? Can you stay with me this morning? Let's do it. Here we go. Here's the first truth. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from you. Um, Proverbs eight seventeen says this. I love all who love me. Those who what? Search will surely what? They'll surely find me. Get this, you are not bothering God. You're not bothering God. God is right there and he's waiting to connect to you. It's a little bit like when your cell phone lights up and there's a person on the other end and that person is in your contacts but it's somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. You ever look down at somebody in your contacts and it's, it, it, oh, you're like, oh, I can't believe they're calling me. It's been so long. And you think to yourself, but I really want to hear from this person. A lot of us think, oh man, I hope nothing's wrong. Like, I hope somebody hasn't died or anything. But I really want to pick up and, and talk to that person because I really want to hear their voice. God really wants to hear your voice, God longs to hear your voice. And no matter how long it's been for you talking to God, even if you're finally coming to God because some pastor told you you had to on a Sunday, or maybe it's because you're just desperate for him right now, he wants to hear from you. It says in 1 John 5, and we are confident that he, what? He hears us whenever we ask for anything that, what? Pleases him. You're not bothering God. The second truth is this. God never left you. God never left you. You may have forgot about him for a while, but he never left you. Deuteronomy 31 6 says this. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will what? Personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor what? Abandon you. If you've been feeling disconnected from God, guess what? He never left. He never left. He's right there with you. Now, I could read you the footprints in the sand poem. You know the footprints in the sand poem, don't you? The footprints in the sand are walking along the beach. And then there's these places where there was only one set of footprints and not two. And Jesus says, my child, that is when I never left you. Those are the places where I carried you. And then that long stretch in the sand where there's a trench, that's where I dragged you for a little while, you know? And then a little while later, where you see only one set of footprints, again, that's where I left to go get nachos, and I said, "You just go ahead." Like Jesus never said that. Jesus never did that. God never does that. He's always with you. He never leaves you. He's waiting right there to hear from you, whenever you get the urge to talk. He's never unavailable. God never sends you to voicemail. You know when you call someone, and you're like, "I think they sent me to voicemail." God never does that. He never leaves a text unread. You can see he knows, he's red, he's right there. He's always close, he never left. Psalm 145, 18 says this. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He never left you. Here's another truth. God will help you or grow you. God will help you or grow you. John 14 13 through 14 says this, but you can ask for what? Anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to who? The Father. Yes, ask me for what? Anything. How are we supposed to ask? In my name, and I will do it. Now, we got to make sure we are not reducing God to a cosmic vending machine. God is not a cosmic vending machine where you, you make your selection, you pray your prayer, you press the button, and you expect the desired result to come out. It doesn't work like that. It's never worked like that. But God is like a good friend or a parent, a good parent who, who wants to help at all times. They want to help. He wants to meet you in your need and help. I heard somebody say one time that God answers prayers one of three ways. He says, yes, no, or Wait. But I heard somebody else say, and I like this a little better, that God answers prayers in three ways. Yes, no, or grow. And the truth of the matter is, is that when we pray our prayers, it's kind of interesting. He wants to, but he may say, you're not ready for this. You need to grow before I answer this prayer. Um, I think there's this misconception that prayers somehow expire. We live in a very temporal world where we see things and in time, and and we think prayers expire. Prayers don't expire in heaven. When you pray to God, he he knows, and he makes a note of it. He puts it in the ledger of heaven and in the agenda of heaven, and he he says, okay, I've got that. They don't expire on us, right? For us, it's easy to forget, but God says, in my time, I'll answer it. But maybe you're not ready. Maybe you need to grow before I can answer that prayer. But all those prayers are still hanging out there, still active and on God's mind and in his agenda. Listen to what it says here. Philippians 4, 6-7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what are we supposed to do? Pray about everything. Tell God what? What you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand And his peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in who? Christ Jesus. Absolutely. Which leads me to? You are like, Steve, you are flying today, huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't get excited. I want to give you some really practical steps about this prayer thing because I really think it's that important that we get practical on it and really do it. Here's the first practical step. Ready? You need to find a time. You need to find a time. Isaiah 26 9 says this in the what night I search for you in the when morning I earnestly seek you now if you're going to connect with anyone you got to choose a time like you got to find a time and choose a time Ken if you and I are going to get together we got to pick a time you and I got to pick a time and then we're going to get together That's how you get together with somebody. If you don't actually pick a time, uh, you, you never connect. It's funny, I use this verse specifically because some people will tell you, you have to pray in the morning, you have to pray in the morning, you have to pray in the morning. Like it has to be in the morning. Listen, the morning has some distinct advantages. You align your heart with God, you're kind of thinking about Him as your day goes on. But can I ask you a question? Have you met some people in the morning? You know what I'm talking about? I think there's some people that God's like, yeah, I'll meet you in the afternoon, fella. You you know what I'm saying? Like That's how it works. But if you never pick a time, you will never actually get together and you will never actually connect. You need to pick a time. For some of you, it's when you first get up in the morning. For some of you, it's after your first cup of coffee. Can I get an amen out of anyone? Get the coffee before we talk to God. Uh, That's true. Maybe it's during your commute. Maybe it's during your lunch hour, you need to redeem your lunch hour and grab your lunch hour. Maybe it's in bed at night, whatever it is, you need to find a time. Hey, on the back of your bulletins is a prayer card. We want to invite you to become a part of the prayer ministry here at church. And on the back of this card, um, Carrie Taraskas, who is heading up our our prayer ministry, we came up with three ways that you can connect with our prayer ministry. And we're calling them uh, walk, run, or sprint. Walk, run, or sprint, and we would love for you to join us in prayer as a church. Now there's all kinds of ways you can serve. If you're willing to run or sprint, you can you can uh, pray for our missionaries uh, regularly. You can there's a prayer team that meets in the prayer room and prays for our services on Sunday morning. You can take a week of your of your month and say I'm going to pray on that Sunday. There's a, a prayer chain that you can get involved in where needs that come into the church you would pray for for those needs when they arise. But the very first step, the very first walk step that you could take is that you would set an alarm. And remind yourself to pray at twelve noon for our church. Our elders, our elders have been doing this for a little while already, and I want to challenge you to pray for uh, to join us at twelve o'clock and pray for our church. Put an alarm in your phone, twelve o'clock. Mine just says "pray for FBC." Now, let me tell you what this isn't. This isn't a forty-five minute solo prayer meeting. You don't have to pray out loud at the sushi restaurant. You don't have to do any of that, right? But in that moment, would you say, God, would you bless First Baptist Church? God, would you provide for our missionaries? God, would you do something about that guy, Pastor Steve Steele? There is something wrong with him. But would you use him anyway, God? Like, would you pray for your church family at 12 o'clock every day. Now, I honestly don't care what time you actually do it. I don't. Um, you can do it whenever works best for you, anytime it works for you, but you need to find a time to connect with God. For some of you, you need to take it to the next level. I was challenged this week by a guy who was talking about this same concept in their church, but they said at this time, everyone from their church would kneel and pray at the same time. Wherever they are in public, in an airport bathroom, or wherever, you'd get down and you would kneel at that time. And if you're in public, you could do the big shoe tie, just, oh, Lord, you know, or, or the I drop my contact lens, Lord, thank you, Lord, for <laughs> FBC. Um, or, or, you could just boldly say when somebody you're walking with says, what are you doing? Yeah, I stop every day at noon and I kneel and pray for my church. And you might even say to them, could I pray for you? Is there something you need right now? And be unashamed. I, you know, the, the line that I heard that stuck with me this week as I was preparing is, we are about two feet from a revival. And that's the distance from your knees to the floor. Will we be unashamed to pray at a certain time? The second thing is you need to find a place. Find a place. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it says this. But when you pray, go away how? By yourself. yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father where? In private. private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. You need to find a place to pray. And and when you find the place to pray, where is your, where is your place? Where is your place? Is your place, uh, is it at the dinner table in your regular seat, saying your regular prayer? I don't know about you, but I grew up in a house where it was the same seat, the same prayer every night. There's nothing wrong with praying at the dinner table. You should do that. You should model that for your kids. If you really want to mess with your family tonight, when you get to the dinner table, sit in the wrong seat and then say a prayer that's different. than the, They'll be like, what is going on, dad? I don't understand what's happening right now. But where is your place to pray? What does that look like for you? If you're gonna connect with God, you need a time and a place. Now I know what some of you are gonna say, but, but Steve, God's available anytime and any place, and it says pray without ceasing, and I hear all of that, but my question is, do you? I mean, do you really? Do you pray anytime, place? I don't know about you, but I need times and places, and I have lots of places. My regular place these days is walking through the orchard where I live. Uh, I walk there in the morning and I feel God's presence in nature. I don't know about you, it's something about the sun shining down and things growing around me and, and it's something about I just sense God is there. I can feel him there. Another place I go is I'll, I'll go to Lodi Lake. Lodi Lake is, has a beautiful walking path and I can walk out there and I really sense God's presence. There's a beach Uh, off of Larkin Valley Road just south of Santa Cruz where I can walk down through the houses and get out to the ocean. The vastness of God is very plain to me there. There's a place, a special place that I have with God that I go when I really need to talk to him. It's a little Redwood Chapel up in the mountains at Mount Hermon. And I sit on the front row of that pew and I talk to God there when it's desperate time. Do you have a place where you talk to God? because you need a place and then when you got your time and your place you got to pray your prayer and some of you may say i'm not even sure what to pray for you feel like that opening video well let me tell you something then you need to find your prayer find your prayer listen to what it says in romans chapter eight says this and the holy spirit what does he do helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to what? Pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with the groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, oh man, I lost my place. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. If you don't know what to pray for, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to pick a problem, a promise, or a person to pray about. A problem? God's got some problem in your life. You've got some difficulty that you need God's intervention on. A promise. Maybe it's a promise that you've read in Scripture that you know God makes to you, and you need to hold on to that promise. You pray about that. Or maybe it's a person. You see an actual face and a name when I'm talking about this and you know you need to pray for that person right now. That's what you pray for. But some of you maybe need to pray about what you need to pray about. Like you're lost and that's okay. Here's how I would tell you if you're not sure what to pray about. What's on your heart? Like what is really on your heart right now? What do you care deeply about? If you were going to lunch today with some of your closest friends and you got sat down at the table and the food was coming, what would you talk about? What is on your heart? What would you want God to intervene in? See, some people struggle with this idea of what to pray for because you struggle with the idea of a personal God. Like you're okay with a cosmic God who created everything and put the world in motion, but you really struggle with a personal God who knows your name and knows the number of hairs on your head and and cares about What you care about. He cares about what you care about. No matter how big or insignificant. He cares. Now again, God is not a genie in the bottle. Your prayer, your wish is not his command. That's not how it works. It says in fact in this passage, we are praying in harmony with God's own will. It's his will in his time and for his glory. That's what we pray. But then you pray your prayer, man. Pray your prayer. He may not be ready to answer you right now. He may answer in a way you don't want to hear. He may say, grow, but you bring it to him. And then the last thing is this. Find some friends. Find some friends who will pray with you. Praying is not a solo gig. Listen to what it says in the scriptures here. I also tell you this. If how many? Two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask. My Father in heaven will do it for you. Prayer is a team sport. Faith is a team sport. It really is. And there will be days where you are too broken to pray your prayer. You need some friends to pray it with you. Maybe it's a big decision. Maybe it's a health crisis. Maybe it's a marriage in trouble or a kid that's on the brink. You need someone that will pray it with you. I was uh, out walking in the, in the orchard one morning this week when uh, my phone started buzzing. I try not to look at my phone in the morning uh, until after I've eaten and, and have had my prayer walk with God. But this time it kept buzzing on my wrist again and again. And I thought, I better check it out. And so I pulled up uh, my, it was a text thread. It was our staff text thread that's up there. And Melissa was asking for prayer. Her daughter was in labor, and we've all been hearing about her daughter having a baby, and we were excited for her for that, but then it got scary, and she asked for prayer. Now, she didn't text us because we're pastors at a church. She texted us because we work together every day, and we know each other, and we care about her, and we care about her daughter, and we care about her grandbaby on the way. And it turns out the umbilical cord was wrapped around the baby's neck twice, And it was a good thing they did that C-section. But it wasn't very much longer when we got an hour later the answer to that prayer request. And there's the baby, perfect. And grandma was pretty proud. (laughs) We pray for the... I had somebody text me this week, pray for my daughter, she's taking her driving test. And I was like, oh Lord, part the streets. (laughs) Protect all DMV employees, Lord. They need you now, God. Um, I, it doesn't matter how big or how small. We pray for the things that our friends bring to us. Here is a simple and modern solution to this. Create a text thread. Create a text thread on your phone of some people that you know will pray and will pray for you. And uh, I'm done. Anybody got the time? What time is it? Anybody? Time? Time? 1141. You know what 1141 is? Man, that's a great time to pray, don't you think? It's a great time to pray. Hey, I need a place to pray. Anybody got a good place to pray? Right here. Do you know the Bible says that my temple shall be called a house of prayer? It doesn't say it should be called a house of preaching, it says it should be called a house of prayer. So we can pray right here. Um, curiously, anybody got any friends we could pray with? Oh, that's lovely. You're all right here and ready. Um, So we are going to do that right now. Today I want us to just pause for a few moments and give you a chance to talk to God. In your own words, in your own way. I know you're busy, so let me clear your schedule for the next 15 minutes, okay? I got you. We're going to pray together a little bit. And I want to invite you just to talk to God. How long has it been since you talked to God? Face to face like a friend. For some of you, maybe you need to get up and walk around. Sometimes you pray better while walking. I know I do. Um, Some of you maybe need to close your eyes. There's too many distractions in here, and you need to get everything else so you can let God in and hear his voice. For some of you, the music is a part of your prayer. I'm going to ask Dane and Ian and the team to come up. and, And there are times where a worship song speaks the language of my heart in a way that I didn't even know my heart needed to speak. And the lyrics to that song could be something that I need to pray. But I don't want you to focus on singing along. I want you to focus on talking to your Heavenly Father. For some of you, maybe you need to write your prayers out. You can only get your words out on paper. And for some of you, maybe you just need to pray with somebody, somebody that came with, or somebody you know is here, and you just need to pray with them. Um, and I know some of you have walked in here today with real burdens. Your heart is heavy for some problem or some person. And there's others of us that have walked in today and we are rejoicing like God has been answering prayers. It's unbelievable the things God has done. Um, We rolled out here this morning a couple of prayer walls on either side of the auditorium. And I'm going to invite you during this time of prayer. In the seat pocket in front of you, in the chairs, there are some little tags. They look like this. And I'm going to ask you, as you're praying, that you might consider filling out one of these and and put it on one of these boards as a prayer request. Um, We put a verse on there that says, don't worry, That's that verse I've already used, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. It says, tell God what you need. This side over here on the right is tell God what you need. This is for prayer requests, prayer needs, someone who desperately needs God to intervene. But then the second half of that verse says, and thank him for all he's done. And over here, I'm going to ask you to hang things that you've seen God do. The miracles, the answered prayers that you've seen him answer in your life. And our prayer team and our staff is going to continue to pray for these things. But we're going to pray some big prayers. We're going to ask God to intervene. But maybe for some of you, you just need to have a conversation with your heavenly father again. Normally, I would rap in prayer, but instead, I'm just going to ask you to pray with me.